Hey, welcome to Podslot episode two. Uh, this time is our most expletive episode we've ever had. We get into extraterrestrial sex. We have uh, uh, we get into to tripping casually in your everyday life, uh, and uh, what's really going on in those corporations, and if they really have any power over us, thanks to those miracles in our pockets that no one cares about. This time on. Podslot. Podslot. Pod thank you. <laughs> How's it picking up, Sablon? How's it picking up? Can you hear me? You got beer? <laughs> you should probably be closer to your mouth. Doesn't matter. Alright, well, welcome back to Podslot. This is our second episode, now featuring Andy Betch. Hello. Yeah. He's a resident Godzilla expert and um, from Ohio, as many, many people are <clears throat> in this office. Those are all true things. What do you like about Ohio? Well, I grew up in Cincinnati. Uh, the people. The people of are Cincinnati nice. are great. The, the beautiful flora and fauna. Mm -hmm. The uh, crosstown rivalries in the <laughs> sports. It has a strange, has a strange high school dynamic. Interesting. Because it's filled with. A lot of private schools in one place, most of them single sex. Mm. So oh. I went to an all-boys school, an incredibly liberal Catholic school oh, called St. Xavier High School. What was that like? Well, <clears throat> it's kind of a, it's kind of like the rich kid's school there, even though I was not the rich kid, I was from way out. Mm -hmm. But it is a strange, it's a strange merging of really right-wing Republican, like, children of money. is not, like, East Coast money, but, like, Ohio money. Uh-huh. And it's a mix of that and um, Jesuits, which are, like, pretty much the most liberal, the most liberal uh, bunch of guys mm -hmm. you would meet. Like, we would have organized protests to go down to the School of Americas in Fort Benning, Georgia, every year. We talked, all our classes were about social justice. Wow. I took a class called communism in <laughs> high school. Mm. We, read, we read the graphic novel of Das Kapital. And so you had kids who were getting their mind blown for the first time being like, yeah, why do we throw bread away mm. at the end of the day? Cool. And then the other kids who were, you know, taking talking points from their parents and trying to argue with the teacher. Oh. It was a hilarious time. So did you get do you get any do you get in a lot of fights in, in all of these interstate school class war area? I've I've been in my fair share of fights. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Been in been in a few. I'm not proud of it, but it's uh it's the facts. Mm -hmm. It's just the facts. Do you have any tips? Uh, elbows and knees. Get, <laughs> get close enough to the person that they can't, because they're going to try to throw a haymaker. Mm -hmm. You get close enough to them that they can't do that, and then you grab onto their hair and just start throwing elbows into their face. And it, it, it works every time. Gosh, it does. It really works, because they're not expecting that. Everyone's expecting you to, you know, if you get up really close, you know, they might try to grab you and take you to the ground. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm a pretty low center of gravity guy. You just grab the hair and throw elbows in their face. Wow. It ends it every time. <laughs> every 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 single time. Has this been your experience at long? Um, close quarters, of course. I think every fight that was in school always like went to the floor, always fucking up the collar or the shirt. Mm. 
all that shit. Even before like I got into uh, like grappling, like kindergarten fights. Like it's just like headlock. Who can headlock who? You got any grappling experience, bitch? I have very little grappling experience. Expound. Well, we gotta go to the beginning first. Mm. You can't just say. So you have an origin, a, a martial origin story. Well, if in the first episode that's what you guys talked about, I did. You touched on that. I did shitaru karate, Okinawan mm. style for fourteen years, maybe. Got you know, was it a second degree black belt in that, and then also did weapons. Had uh, which black, weapons? Yeah. Uh, had black belts in second degree black belt in both staff. Black belt in size, black belt in katana. What was your preference? Uh, bow staff. Why? Because it's bow staff was the ultimate weapon for that, even more so than sword or size. It's the longest reach. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like you know it's not like the movies. You can't just cut someone's head off. If you hit someone in the chest with a bow staff, it will crush it. You know? and it's just one item in comparison to. Plus, you can carry water with it. You know, mm. and you can probably find it places you can go, too. You can, go yeah. to the rice, you can go to the rice paddy and carry water with it. You know? Yeah, you're not gonna find a, a sigh on the curb. Well, you know, if the curb is in a rural area, rural, they're planting, rural Japan, they're planting <laughs> the fields. You know, by the and rice paddy, and then like a fucking wooden ladle is slowly dipping in like a well. Then you might find a sigh. Mm. You know. It's true. It's true. It's size were good though. Size were good to me in competition. Because oh. I, I hated, uh, you know, you, kata was part of it. Mm-hmm. I hated kata, but I was, and I would, I would go to the national. Like, I mean, I did it long enough that I was in nationals and would travel and do, uh, you know, fi- I liked fighting because I liked hurting people. But, you know, I was, yeah. you know, I hadn't like you know matured yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I had to do kata, so I did size because no one else would do size. There would always be like the asshole, like Asian looking kid with like the spiked hair who would do like the katana. Yeah, and he would do like he would do like jumps he didn't have to do and actually get like points deducted mm-hmm. because it was like, you know, like it wasn't like show, it wasn't like ESPN. It was like <clears throat> it was like every movement is like straightforward mm-hmm. hit and then go to the next movement. But size, you could flip it around in your hands, and like you know, I was really good at that because I was fucking, uh, you know, I had went to puberty in sixth grade, so these kids <laughs> like destroy them. Man, because so. you would think like like thinking about it, size don't seem overly flashy about it, especially because they're so short. Like, how big yeah. were your size? Oh well, is that a euphemism? <laughs> Uh, Probably like damn near like a, a no, foot. No, the the sigh, the, the, the way you size a sigh, is it goes uh, it goes to your elbow or a half yeah. inch below your elbow. Oh, cool. So you just you put it when you have it in like ready position. Mm-hmm. So you hold it, and if the tip the tip goes about to your elbow, Damn. but it is flashy because you always get the parts where you can like hit them together and it makes a, like a really big metal sound. Oh, and, cool. Like, everyone, all the kids are like, oh, I just got a bow staff. Mm-hmm. And the one kid with the sword, it's just like his hair starts going flaccid a little bit. Like, <laughs> so did you compete in like the the weapons forms, the weapons katas? Yeah, I didn't do the regular katas because cool. I was too, uh, the odds were stacked against me. The tournaments that you would go to, would they just be like Japanese like base tournaments or would they be like open joints? So you'd be like doing forms against like the, the kids that knew wushu and shit, little do, bit like of, cartwheels and shit? A little bit of both. Mostly, mostly Japanese would be mostly the four Japanese. Nice. So it'd be like, uh, let's see if I can remember these things. Wataru, Shitaru, mm-hmm. Goju-ru, and Shotokan? Shotokan, yeah. Shotokan. I I those are the four Japanese, the, I mean, Okinawan styles. So, 
trained trained with the grandmaster. He just like hits you in the back of the leg with a shinai, and that was like my uh, those were my karate days. Mm. That's it. Not too exciting. It was fun, but you know, it wasn't like Saban. Do you like uh, all that shit. Do you like MMA? Um, it's all right. I like it. I like it when people. I'm never gonna get into it to the point where. Uh, I'm gonna know all the terms and stuff, yeah. and I recognize that there's like an art that's going on. But at the same time, it's uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, if the U.S. is Rome and Rome's falling, they just put a bunch of people in the fucking ring and have them beat the shit out of each other. Except <laughs> instead of like like apples and like wine, it's like Monster Energy drink. Yeah. So it's just it's just like this fucking <laughs> blood sport. That, uh, you know, n- not to say that I have anything against it. Sure. Because, you know, like, great fight. I, I watched Pride Fighting back yeah. in the day and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. <clears throat> but it's not a huge part of my life. And it's more about the culture that surrounds it yeah. than the actual, uh, the actual uh, art of the fight. So you're not a fan of the culture or you are a fan? I'm not a fan of the culture, but, yeah. like, I'm, like, I'm a, I, I eat steak and I'm from America. Mm-hmm. And, and, like... I really liked when I shot a gun the one time I did. Yeah. And so, like, I will watch that shit. So, <laughs> yeah, straight <of> up. <laughs> mm. And I would watch that Monster Energy Drink Coliseum Apocalypse. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's what it is. This, mm. is. this is where we are. Yeah, I guess Hope, that's true. Wake yeah. up. You're watching it. It's just, it is. It, like, in a... I, I just don't think... I don't think a... Uh, Kind of like what would you call it? Not apocalyptic, but um, dystopic. Dystopian. I don't think I don't think any dystopian writer could have predicted how hilarious the world is because it's always you know, <laughs> you know like everyone always writes and it's like so dark and mm-hmm. it's like it's like the Aldous Huxley's like oh man like get in line for your soma and like George Orwell's like oh like the, like it's just fascism and like they got your your telly screens. No one could like. If someone could ever point me out to someone who wrote it mm-hmm. as like a comedy, because this is like a comedy, like everything is so hilarious, right now. but it's so dark too. Mm-hmm. It's like darkly hilarious. Well, I think yeah, it's just like living in the dystopic apocalypse that we do live in now, where everything is super technological and detached and everything. I think the trick was they just made it really convenient, you know. Yes, it's very convenient, but at the same time. The uh, the flip side to that is that if this is some kind of dystopian apocalyptic future, mm-hmm. the funny part about it is that the individual is more powerful in a way, like to like you know, to self express mm-hmm. than has ever been. So that's like another weird uh, that's mm-hmm. another weird like symptom of like this kind of information age. So like, because look at we're doing a po- like we're doing a podcast in like like a shitty room right now. Like, who knows what's ever going to happen to it? Maybe no one will listen to it. Maybe people will. Who knows? But, like, we're doing a form of expression because of technology. No, and, and that's true. And that's something you never really get in, like, those old, like, like Neurobancer, for example. Mm-hmm. The corporations are so big that they're run by orbiting clones, you right. know? And you never have that idea that maybe corporations are going to be, have to work, be working extremely hard to be pleasing the individual in order to even stay around. And another mistake I think that those um, that that type of fiction makes, mm-hmm. especially when considering corporations, is actually how how like and like pardon my French, but like how like pussified corp- mm-hmm. culture is. 
Like, corporate culture is not, like... It's not, like, John Hamm, like, slamming martinis and, like... Like, like you know, like, fucking broads. It's, it's like... It's, like, sniveling, like, slick, slicked-haired dudes who are... Who, who literally write emails for a living and are basically messengers and are just afraid. And that's what corporate culture really is. Sure, there's some, like, there's some big swinging dicks at the top, but those dudes are usually, like, idiots, too. Mm. Like, it's like, it's, it's basically, like, it's like a trickle down your leg. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you, you know, you've, you've had tons of experience in this sort of, in sort of, this sort of I mean, in an outside yeah, way. and I better watch myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. The, the corporations are listening, always. But do you think that those sniveling people who, who write those emails and such, do you think they see themselves as Don Drapers? Do you think that they think this culture is still alive? No, I don't. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that every, I think that every day that there's a wake-up call that it's not like that. Like, for example, like, you have, like, an asshole, like, Sterling, right? You know, because... Yeah. This will put us in a place in time. Yeah. The Clippers, dude. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know if anyone's uh, listening to not this. That Sterling Cooper are. guy. No. That Sterling guy who owns the Clippers, said the racist remarks, etc. Like, what... In the... Like, Don, a Don Draper, the, the proverbial Don Draper. Mm-hmm. This idea that we're talking about, about this, like, masculine corporate guy. Like, I mean, in their world... Like they would be able to say that shit anytime they wanted to. Mm-hmm. They would they would be able to like you know bring down the other anytime they wanted to, and because they owned the system. But the system is actually much more uh, transparent. But it's like this fucking like Frankenstein's bastard of the media that was like this original idea to like originally it was like hey. Like, uh, the airwaves are the people's. This is the FCC's charter. Like, we're going to protect it. You know, like, that doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 almost like uh, the media is the Frankenstein's monster of the corporate culture. Mm-hmm. So now they are beholden to the, things that, the thing that they created and fought so hard. Like, because they fought so hard to end... What was the what was one of the tenets of the FCC that got overturned in the Reagan administration? It was uh, they had to give fair time to both sides. Mm-hmm. That, that, like, pretty much they made the FCC toothless. And now, in a sense, the media in all its, like, effed upness, like, controls them. But, you know, they're still pulling the strings. So it's like, it's like a, it's like a triangle of puppet masters. And each one is pulling each other. And each arm is going up at the same time. And, you know, God forbid if you have an opinion that... Could, could be on the Fox, the Morning Joe, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Joe's. So, it's, 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 so this is like a measured political defense of the hashtag. Yeah, man. It's, 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 a, it's just it's, it's a maelstrom of idiocy is what it is. <laughs> and it's all connected. And it's hilarious. And there, I, like, it, it also brings into question, like, like, um... There's no, like, true method to discovering, like, true eccentrics anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you are a true eccentric, like, you're off the grid. Mm-hmm. So anyone who's, like, claiming to be a, an eccentric is either 
a real eccentric from a past time before the information explosion, mm-hmm. or the, or there's someone like uh, who saw what the trappings of that are and have like taken it upon themselves to be like, oh, I'm an eccentric, and they're really just doing it to get laid. Like that's what they're doing. So Lady Gaga's getting or laid. to make money. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, if you're Lady Gaga, like, you have the option of like not getting laid, which is a more powerful thing than than if you're, uh, you know. Just some like fucking guys pretending to be a wizard from Ohio, you know. <laughs> okay, so you got so you got like the Mad Men past, and then the weird place we're in right now. Yeah, I think where, it's really weird. Where do you think it's going? I think net neutrality will fail, and I think the internet will become a tiered system. Oh, and as bad as that is, I I don't think it's as bad as people say it is mm-hmm. because because uh, there will always be no matter what. Now that people have had a taste of the free and unadulterated expression, mm-hmm. there will always be something that will pop up to facilitate that. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, like, just because it's the internet doesn't mean that's the be-all, end-all. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can make intranets, you can make any, yeah. like, basically the, 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 the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. So it's like, if you lose the internet, like, it's not the end of the world. And in all honesty, the internet, like... People, you know, people are, like, basically religious in the way they worship it. But in a sense, you know, it uh, normalizes antisocial behavior. Mm-hmm. It kind of, like, uh, kind of really fucks up a lot of stuff that used to be good. Yeah. I mean, like, it creates stuff that is, that is good mm-hmm. that we would never have seen. Mm-hmm. But it also, uh, people like to say that there's... Well, there's niche, like, okay, check, I'll, I'll, I'll pull this all together. Peep game. I'll pull this all <laughs> together. Because there's, like, everything is niche now, mm-hmm. and you can get, like, whatever you want, but I think there was a beauty to the time where there was a consensus on what things meant or what was good, mm-hmm. and now the consensus on what things mean is so fractured that it creates, and this goes back to, like, your neuromancer stuff is it creates a false reality within a real reality. Mm. And so you could live any false reality you want to live, and there's going to be enough people who uh, back you up. So it's like... So like everybody's sort of living in their character armor. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think that's a good thing. That's true, because but... Because it's just another, it's just another like, facet of the ego. Mm-hmm. Well, don't worry. I'm sure this whole internet thing isn't going to last forever, it's, right? This uh, is probably going to go here. away, and we can get back to normal. Why'd you draw me so fat, dude? <laughs> it's a natural progression. It's just like how my hand takes it. Is that how I'm gonna look? Well, that's how you look with this um, representation, with this translation. That mm. sucks. I think that's tight. <laughs> I mean, it's a good drawing, but mm. it's supposed to be me. Maybe that's just my beard. That's not my like double. It's not like a quadruple chin. It's just my beard. Nah, yeah, that's just like the hair. Will your beard and your chest connect? Mm. In a sense. You know. Saban. What's up? You're a very traditional guy in a lot of ways. You you feel like you're a guy who sort of exists outside of time. Interesting. What do you think about right now and the future and iPhones, etc.? Right now, kind of don't give a fuck about them. I like what I... What helps me, mm-hmm. you know, and I just like learning from other motherfuckers, mm-hmm. like Paul Pope, 
and battling boy, how that helps me. That's why I'm wearing this fucking slick pilot's jacket right now. It's very nice. I'm getting my haggard west on. <laughs> if you're familiar with the battling boy book, no, what it, what is that? Uh, battling boy is Paul Pope's uh, latest um, piece that took him six years to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about this dude in this city called Arcopolis. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, this dude has, like, this sweet brown leather jacket. It's a G1, if you're familiar with, like, U.S. military pilot jackets and okay. shit. He has a sweet G1 and, and fucking the goggles and all that. He can kind of fly. He can fly. He has a daughter. But he gets killed. And then zoom to the store-looking motherfucker. And then he comes down. And he's like, okay, Arcopolis is a place where we send out our young boys to go hone their skills uh-huh. and battling boy is this dude this this Thor's looking uh, son that comes down and, and takes the place of Haggard West because Haggard West gets blasted by the monsters that infiltrate this city of Arcopolis uh-huh. so now that's and that's where the kind of like that's pretty much like the whole story Haggard West dies his daughter kind of takes the reins and battling boys this 11 year old boy that comes down has superpowers don't really know how to use the shit for real sure yeah he's not like he's no black belt right. whatsoever uh-huh. has no black belt skills at most purple mm-hmm. purple belt at the most mm-hmm. so he's just in his adolescence trying to understand his powers trying to understand how the universe works yeah trying to understand how the city works and get get the going wow so, so this, so I assume this this aviator guy literally flies. He does fly. So people have his main power looks like Raiden in okay. Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. He Plus just that fl- banana sigh or the uh, electricity. The the, <laughs> the like a two hands forward, open hand just pushes you across the the arcade. Cool, very straightforward. I like that. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. It's kind of wild. It's dope. I have a. Uh, what you got? I have a bone to pick. Pick it. Both of you. Oh, pick yeah. that shit. <clears throat> what's uh, what's well, wrong? Well, I listened to the I listened to the first podcast. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, both and you, of you loved guys, it. Yes, yeah, I mean it was it was great. It was it was a breath of fresh air oh, in nice. the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll put that on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um, testimonial. <laughs> no. But uh, the the fact that neither of you had seen it, man, mm-hmm. is like. Retarded. <laughs> and you say it's like blasphemous or like an atrocity. Yeah, but the way to, you guys brushed it off, and you guys were like, you know, you were talking about like the new, like the grandmaster, like you're like, oh, like nice hat and stuff. But you guys were like overlooking like the Donnie Yen Ip Man, which is like the most badass kung fu movie I've ever seen. Why? I, because, because, because the wonderful things it does, man. I showed you the fight with the the ten black belts. You know, you did. What Andy's referring to is the quintessential one versus room full of black belts, mm. yeah. which is in any quintessential martial arts flick. Bruce Lee versus all the Aikido guys. Well, it's Jet a, Li well, versus everybody. The thing is, a lot of the movies like a callback in a way to uh, what was the not Big Boss, not uh, uh, not French Dragon? Connection, or Return. Was it a Bruce Lee movie? Bruce Lee, the uh, one where he's in the jet. What is it? He's in Japan. Fist of Fury. 
it's hard to like it's hard to know which one you're talking about because like Fist of Fury had like four different names and they yeah. always of the dragon it's the one yeah. where he fights the black belts and mm-hmm. punches the sign yeah. that says sick men of China <laughs> I love yeah, that but, yeah, the, yeah. but it, it man mm-hmm. the movie is about how they got like it's about when Japan conquered them one of the many times mm-hmm. and they got the like term it like sick man of, of China yeah. so like it man is like this like uh you know, he's like he got his family dude. He's like got a nice estate. Everyone has their little schools of like Wing Chun and stuff. Cool. And then like the thing that people don't re- like realize is like Wing Chun was like the housewives like mm-hmm. like martial art. Like it, it was masculized by by Ip Man and Bruce Lee. The fact that he did Wing Chun was like kind of a joke. But then Bruce Lee became this like great protector of like the the marginalized. Mm-hmm. And so it, it 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 stopped being like that. So the fact that like. A dude is using Wing Chun to beat what is like uh, like Okinawan style karate, which is like the most masculine. You know, it's basically which I think is tight. Basically, That's hard. basically That's every move style. is like an erect dick. So it's like everything is straight and, mm-hmm. and just sticks out. While Wing Chun is more like flowery. It's, it's more fluid. It's like dancing. Like, I love like like when I would go to like these open tournaments when I was like doing Taekwondo and shit before I got in like any like Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and like Muay Thai and boxing. Mm-hmm. I'd go to these open tournaments. And I would see, like, these Japanese styles. And I'd see, like, all these, like, just... It was heavy. Heavy as fuck. And, like, all, like, the adults that would participate had, like, the, the serious calluses on their knuckles. Oh, yeah. Like, it the, was no do the motherfucking judge. Uh, what is it? Not uh, Makawara boards. We used to do that. We used to punch... Uh, you start on, like... Uh, Cloth, and then you know you move up to uh, like ropes, and into like a bag of rocks. Yeah, well, that's what. Uh, well, one of the, uh, one of the, I guess this is kind of a tangent, but like we had like a like a wrenchy. It's like you know higher than a sensei. He was like one of the first like white dudes to be like a wrenchy in America, and that that's how that dude was. Like his uh, knuckles were fused. His first two knuckles were fused from doing knuckle push-ups, and then his hands were like. You know, hard as shit because he would just, you know, open hand hit down into uh, pebbles. Just why not, right? You can get a, you can get a lot of soccer moms to take their kids to karate if you're that badass, right? <laughs> I, I thought that was dope. Like you're, you're building like the dexterity and, and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the stiffness and and these striking tools that you have. Yeah, yeah. but and then so uh, you know, and then Donnie Yen dances around all that stuff in the movie. Fucking, it's it's brutal. It's it's some of the it's some of the best choreographed kung fu. I mean, like I I love stuff like Fist of Legend, like Jet Li, and uh, you know the old Shaw Brothers stuff was yeah. always great. Mm-hmm. I always liked the Flying Meteors, but no one talks about that movie mm-hmm. where the it's like the the monk on top of the mountain and he has like a hidden weapon, and like everyone's trying to get it but no one knows what it does. And when he finally pulls it out, it's just like two metal spiked balls, and they shoot off like fireworks, and drill into people's hearts. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. No one ever talks about it. that. One's like forgotten by yeah, time. Because you kind of build it up like, yeah, the thing inside of his tube is just himself. It's right? Just, no, 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 no. It's golden spiked balls that shoot off like fireworks and drill into people's hearts. That's it's awesome. amazing. The whole movie, he fights with it like covered until he meets like the big bad, mm-hmm. and then just basically presses a button and shit's over. He's wow. like, oh, you know, it's hiding it the whole time. <laughs> for those of you unfamiliar with Donnie Yen, you can see him as the villain in uh, Shanghai Nights. Well, <laughs> John Wayne. John Wayne. If you're not familiar with John Wayne, he played the uh, Chinese ambassador. Uh, what the fuck? 
that he played uh, the Mongolian king. You know what you're talking about. John oh, yeah, that's, Wayne that's played. How he died actually. Oh, uh, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. About that shit? Yeah. In Holy the American shit. Western uh, Rush Hour Five. <laughs> yeah. Genghis uh, Khan's an awful movie. You can watch it on YouTube. It's a. Uh, Everyone on set got cancer and died. It's very terrible. They, they wanted the right kind of sand. And when they did their pickup shots, they uh, dug the sand up from the desert that was radioactive and brought it into Hollywood. So who knows how many people actually got effed over. Oh, I never even thought about that. <laughs> yep. When they did the pickup shots, they yeah. brought it to the, like, was it, like Warner Brothers lot? Yeah. One of the lots. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, I never thought about it. Contaminating the rest of Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. Warner Brothers has been irradiated since John Wayne. Uh-huh. That's how the Animaniacs were created. What? <laughs> But to be fair, like I mean, like John Wayne like smoked his whole life, and so did so you know. So did everybody, probably, yeah. who was around so, him. So who, who knows? Who's to say? Uh, so hey, in a in a week, we're all going out to Godzilla, aren't we? Absolutely. Oh yeah, let's go with Gojira. Uh, <laughs> you excited? You're big. Actually, means gorilla whale. Nice. Does it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, in what know. language? Swahili? I don't know, like uh, Haitian, I think. Mm. Creole. <laughs> now, Creole. Now, one time, don't correct me if this isn't what was... <laughs> don't correct me if this wasn't what was actually going on, Andy. But one time I was up here and I saw you watching like three Godzilla movies at the same time uh-huh. on different screens while photoshopping Godzilla. Yeah, I did. This is true. What, what's so endearing to you um, about Godzilla? King of Monsters. Sadly, um, so this is a bad answer, but nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah. Mm. So uh, when I was a kid, and had chicken pox. Mm-hmm. I had like, uh, you know, you have to sit around and like get oatmeal baths and <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. But they had like, they had Godzilla. Uh, it was like New Year's, so they had like a Godzilla marathon on TNT, and so like all the all the TV bumpers would be. Like the Blue Oyster Cult Godzilla song, mm-hmm. and like, oh, like Godzilla Monster Marathon, like, yeah. and then it's like, you know, trains, everything exploding. And so I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I was in like second or third grade, uh-huh. and it was it, it was the coolest thing ever. But the, like the thing that heightened it because there was like no internet, so I had these like Godzilla games for NES and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can only know what you saw on the screen, sure. and then like. Something like Godzilla 2, like this RTS NES game where you play the military sh- killing the monster. Oh, cool. It, like, provided all these, all these, like, tantalizing hints, like, oh, there's other monsters, and, mm-hmm. like, what does this mean? Like, and, and so it, it, when you're a kid, your imagination goes wild, and, because uh, you have no outlet for it. Yeah. So, you know, every once in a while you would see, you would go to a, a friend's house, and in, like, their older brother's, like, toy collection, there'd be, like, a new Godzilla mon- like toy you'd never seen before and you're just like oh my god mm. you know but, so the, but that's like kind of where it all comes from here. I mean in the end it's like dudes in rubber suits uh, kicking the shit out of each other which is also awesome that is true but you know as an adult you can watch them and get a kick out of the uh, human parts because they're so campy and ridiculous mm-hmm. although is he the king of monsters though? absolutely why? Because he wins all the time. Godzilla always wins. He's he won. beats Hydra and all that shit. He won his title. Well, oh shit! He doesn't win all the time. He's, he's lost yeah. a few times, but like three times. Mega maybe. Godzilla never beat him. Yeah, actually, no, he did. He did in like the '94. Well, one. they're bringing out all this human stuff now with Brian Cranston. 
No, Brent, I guarantee you, Brian Cranston will be like in the first like twenty minutes of the movie, and he's gone. They, they just they gone. just got they just got to get the Walter White in there to get the asses in the seats. I'm telling you, it's very effective. I'm telling you. Mm. I mean, I'm very excited for the movie. Sure, I think it's great that uh, Gareth Edwards is directing it. It, I think the trend in the future is going to be people who uh, have an insight into like what the workflow is mm-hmm. now with uh, you know visual effects being so prominent like you know he did the f- effects for monsters his first movie yeah, yeah can we yeah. talk about monsters a little bit actually let's talk about monsters yeah so 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 he did this independent it was an independent film it was independent uh, i think there was like maybe three paid actors in it oh, the rest wow. were found people in mexico yeah they sort of just went around mexico with mm-hmm. cameras and shot this monster movie but the thing he had the vision to know how he was going to incorporate his effects into it mm-hmm. so it was very effective in that way that it could be shot on an incredibly minimal budget, but he knew what he was going to do. So. Right, and now and people saw that and decided, hey, this guy loves monsters. Yeah, he knows what he's Godzilla. doing, and and let's give him Godzilla. This has happened before. He got District Nine happening. No. What? No, that's Neil Blomkamp. No, no, I don't mean the same guy. I just mean oh. like he made a short film thing. Oh, right. People were like, hey, you want to make District Nine? He was like, yeah. Or like uh, that's different though. Sh- oh, 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 okay. So how about the guy who made Chronicle is now yeah. in charge of Fantastic Four? That makes sense. The other one is not analogous, if that's the right word, mm-hmm. because he was uh, he was uh, Peter Jackson's apprentice. So oh, he mm. had he he had uh, you know he had heavyweight him. champ like fighting for him yeah, to, to get that's fair to get his movie and district and basically he was going to direct Halo mm-hmm. um, and they you know a lot of the props and shit they used they basically you know just made District Nine out of Halo which is awesome because you know and you can how, tell how many more Space Marine movies do you need really yeah who gives a shit that's true it's over Halo's over no just Space Marines. <laughs> Space Marines. Well, yeah, I'm kind. I'm kind of starving for space opera right now, though. Space opera. Yeah, you know, there's not, there's no real episodic epic space show right now, Um, and we're. I think we're sort of getting back into it with um, a lot of things coming out. A lot of people are like being like Interstellar, or um, I know Sci-Fi is making a bunch of new shows again. But right now, I think it's still a little dry in that sort of in that area. The thing I don't like about space opera, as you described it, mm-hmm. is um, I think a lot of times it's uh, a cheap it's a it's a cheap veneer for fantasy mm-hmm. because in a lot of it uh, space isn't a threat and technology is so advanced that we're basically magicians. People don't have space problems, right? Mm-hmm. Like alien people have space problems, right? Like and air it, pressure. It's like it's boring. Like it's boring. Like space travel's boring. Yeah. Like you have to go freeze yourself, or if you like wake up, you got to like do calisthenics on a ship, mm-hmm. like for months, and then like play ch- a computer in chess. That's always going to beat you. Yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. No one wants to watch that shit. No one wants to watch Val Kilmer go to Mars. That shit. I don't know. Well, that's why we always have that. Uh... That uh, faster than light travel or cryogenics or warp drive or whatever. Well, you need that because space is far apart. And the people who want to make and the people who want to make content like that Mm -hmm. actually have an interest in space. Mm -hmm. So you'll never you'll never have the person who's like, you know, just fuck it. They just you know they just put the gear up and they're there. Yeah, because the type of person who writes that show or supports that show wouldn't buy it. 
Mm-hmm. But I like I like gritty space stuff. The gritty space. Like, yeah. Uh, what's a what's give me an example of like gritty space you enjoy? Well, like Alien. Alien obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of Prometheus? I liked it. I mean, I think I think uh, I think the what do you call it criticism of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like a bunch of. It's just like the problem with the internet. It's just a bunch of, <laughs> just a bunch of fucking wankers. Like, yeah. What are you talking about? Like, everyone will be like, oh, man, like, the map guy didn't know his way around. Or, like, why would the android put the thing in the water? And, like, everyone, like, somehow forgets that, like, who says this isn't just, like, a ragtab bunch of bullshit artists that, like, the cryogenically frozen guy brought to but credibility to the idea because mm-hmm. everyone thinks he's dead so why not get a bunch of people together to give credibility to the idea that you're going to place but hire people who who have like fucking personal problems that keep them from doing their job well so that you can actually get what you want which is immortality and you have your little robot servant who's fucking them up and doesn't give a shit about them because he's not programmed to but people don't see that. They're just like, well, the map guy gets lost. <laughs> the map like guy. Maybe the map guy was a shitty map guy, and that's why they got him. Like, you know, like, also, I imagine cartographers... But he wasn't a map guy. He was a geographer, too. Yeah. And people forget that part. That's like, fair. He was, he was just a geographer. Scientist. Also probably pretty nervous about the whole Skull Island. He was, well, he was smoking <laughs> weed the whole time, too, so he's probably paranoid as shit. Like people forget weird. that part, too. That's the true. He was smoking weed the entire time in his, little, in his little... He's probably super paranoid. Mm-hmm. What if you were Good high as shit... And you saw, and you saw, um, like a higher life form, mm-hmm. like, holy crap, right? Do you believe in aliens? Would you high five them? Yes, maybe. Man, you would maybe high five them, or you maybe believe in aliens? Uh, definitely believe in in life. That's extra, extra life, extra, extra outside extra of life. us, extra uh-huh. fun. I definitely <laughs> believe there's extra folks out there. Yeah, would I embrace them with love and and. And, and all that, mm-hmm. I would, of course. But if, as soon as I see like the hands come up, my hands come up. Mm-hmm. Then I, then I, if they pull a guard, or if they pull, a, they throw a strike, uh-huh. then it's on. You you know, it doesn't matter more. Definitely, I'm either shooting in for the double, uh-huh. or I'm gonna defend and counter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why MMA actually got popular. Is it's a CIA program called MK Ultra Two Turbo, and. Uh, it's basically training all all of our meatheads to be like really good fighters because, you know, the race of, the race of aliens only believes in unarmed combat. Yeah, it's like a Mortal Combat, but instead of realms, you get like exactly. Venetians. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Stephen Hawking thinks it's a terrible idea for us to talk to aliens. He thinks as soon as we talk to aliens, which for we have no reason to think that an alien species would have any concept of morality or anything like that or see us as anything but resources they might just come plow through and suck us out I'm with that but he's dude can't even walk yeah that motherfucker can barely talk Joe. he talks through a machine so how the yes. fuck are we supposed to take yeah, this he asshole like, and he seriously he doesn't like AI and he talks through a machine he don't, true. he don't fuck mm-hmm. he don't no, walk no way. Yeah, he he gets off? Yeah, he he busts off. So you're saying Stephen Hawking nuts. Yeah, dude. Why would he? Oh, so he gets hooked. He's he he had gets... like wives. He's yeah, like he a lady. Divorced, didn't he? he has a better half. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? He has a better half. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. I thought he's just a vessel with the mind. Nah, dude. He's. No, he's got I didn't know out. that. I wasn't aware of that. He's got a pump in his dick. That's his thing. Pump it up. No, it's way. like Reeboks. So, uh, so Andy, yeah. what do you do? 
What do you mean? Like, what's your, what do you, what do you do? What do you, what's your job? What are your dreams? Ooh, what's your interests? What are your dreams? Who you be with? <laughs> um, right now I'm an editor for a creative agency in New York City. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know, because, like, the dream part, mm-hmm. like, to, uh, to not be, like, a naive idiot, you have to, uh, change your dreams as reality changes Mm -hmm. otherwise like you'll be like one of those like idiots in LA who's like well if I just keep believing it'll happen Mm. but like you gotta like once the game is apparent to you you gotta play it like you can't just ignore it and well it was Frank Underwood who said um it was uh to improve is to change yeah, I think he did. But I think he also, like, made out with a dude, so... That's true. <laughs> yeah, but it was not... Not, not that there's anything. <laughs> yeah. He did, he did do that, you know? He but. did go... He did double up with his own wife. Yeah. Which, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't double up with my own wife. Why not? So, even though someone that protects you day in, day out, that is dedicated to you, uh-huh. beefcake status, uh-huh. kind of a dreamboat. Who are we talking about that? Meacham. Meachum. 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 Okay, actually, I got to do this this debate with my housemate recently. Um, Because I just saw The Fifth Element for the first time. Get out of town. You just saw Chris Tucker act like an asshole? Yeah, he's the the best. He's the best. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'd seen bits and pieces of it, but those bits and pieces that I had seen like as a child gave me a very different impression of the movie like I thought it was going to be yeah. a lot more violent and gross and everything you know but... that's uh, all practical effects oh wow uh huh uh-huh. well, like matte paintings and shit like that's that that's awesome let's bring that back uh-huh. um, but uh, but there was the, the the lovely blue opera singer woman yeah um, yeah Plava Laguna Plava Laguna the diva and my 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 my, my sweetmate even refused to entertain the idea of sleeping with her. You wild. What, you what, are your, what are your ta- what's your take on sleeping with an alien? Well, it's uh, A, you gotta get to the first point which is that every alien that uh, we have in fiction is in a way based off of a human form. Mm-hmm. Like B, you also gotta like understand that like if I could like merge with like a psychic conscious cloud and like feel pure ecstasy of course I would because everyone <laughs> does that with drugs yeah. but if the if the drug was just like a like a giant psychic alien cloud that right. like promised all the secrets mm-hmm. yeah you'd jump into that are you kidding <laughs> yeah you were baby you love it the most kidding even if it was like a big ant I don't think so no I mean okay, the baddest but... alien bitches were probably in any new Star Trek Mm. Joint yeah. whoever the fuck um, Kirk slept with, whether the bitch was either green, had two tails, or was a twin with two heads. Yeah, but it the, was always kind of wild, but, but the, it was still based off a human figure. Yeah. But what do you say about Sigourney Weaver when she was like alien eight? Well, she was like a human though. Oh, you mean when she was a clone? Yeah. No, she kind of she creeped me out. I just don't think I think it's not that I wouldn't like. She just wasn't my type. You know, hysterical. <laughs> even even the Sigourney Weaver like Avatar funny. version. Avatar's no. a good line. No, yeah. dude. No. No. Zoe Saldana. That's, Ava- like, that's like dating a volleyball player. That's, that's funny. Too I agree. <laughs> I agree. Though. No. Yeah. 
Mm. Baddest alien. So, bitches. so you would only have. So you would have sex with a completely non-humanoid alien. That's wild. Yeah, I guess. There you if, go. I mean, I described what. You know, yeah, no, that's that's, that's 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 yeah. cool. That's noble. I personally would definitely sleep with the opera singer. But what? What yeah. is? Yo, know, yeah. But like, what's you know, like what 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 is the you know? There's too many things. Like, what's the definition of intercourse? Like, especially when you're talking about other species. Like, mm-hmm. what? Like, what is it? Like, everything is kind of like they could bite your head off after. Exactly, like a like a black widow or something. A praying mantis. But uh, and you know like. What like what's gender if we're talking aliens? Too, you know, <laughs> that's a good point. like well, seriously, like that's what? true. But what does it matter then, Andy? Exactly. What does gender matter if it's a if it, if look if there's like three kinds there's, of dudes? They're, they're all, they're all they're, beautiful. Here's a uh, here uh, here's where I'll be the nerdiest of the night. I think. Okay. Yeah, you're just trying to nut. There, there's a line in the second Alien uh-huh. Aliens yeah. about that. Oh, yeah, like where where. It's like a throwaway line where they're like eating dinner and like discussing if the cornbread was really real cornbread. Mm-hmm. And like they talk about, I think, like another bug hunt. Yeah. Um, and they're like, like, did you get any of that like Arcturian poontang? And then basically what it came down to is it didn't matter if it was a male or female because they were like aliens and they were just like, mm-hmm. you know, so they might have just been in like, you know, like Bangkok, but like, or they were on another planet. Sure. Very yeah. casual mention of aliens for, for such a grounded yes. series as, but uh, as aliens. But I think what is implied uh-huh. is that when they say bug hunt, they're not talking about xenomorphs. Right. They're talking about like some kind of weird creature on a planet that almost poses no threat that mm-hmm. they got to go out and stamp out before they terraform it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's kind of the implied thing. The implied thing is like, because you know there was going to be a Hasbro cartoon about aliens? No. I There's didn't. a pilot. Is there? Yes. YouTube? Uh, you can find it. It's really hard to find. It's easier to find stills. But the entire toy line when aliens came out was based off of the Hasbro cartoon pilot oh. and not the actual movie. Uh-huh. So that's why there's like these weird, each one came with a Dark Horse comic book uh-huh. that had this story that was came, went with the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And so like, but the, in that, they took that line and kind of used bugs to describe xenomorphs yeah. and it stuck <laughs> with like a lot of the comics that came out. Interesting. But so, I don't think they were saying that. So were they like? So were they like other aliens or, or different xenomorphs? Um, they were all xenomorphs. There were other aliens, but like, they were nothing. Mm-hmm. There was the different xenomorphs were, uh, like there'd be like the mantis one, mm-hmm. and there'd be like the gorilla one. Right. So each one, so you could sell a new toy. Sure. You know, like you gotta, you gotta, you can't just have like a drone. Like you gotta make new toys. That's true. Also, when you said cartoon show, for some reason, I really thought this was gonna be like a happy friends version of Alien. Oh, <laughs> so messed up, dude. I brought, I brought my aliens toys to show and tell in kindergarten. Oh no. <laughs> and, and in first grade, I wrote a short story about it. I loved aliens. Yeah. And they, like, called my parents in. Because they were what? like, what? Because I drew a picture of an alien bursting out of someone's chest in first grade. <laughs> what is it? What do you, what do you my, my son's bringing in these aliens. What's it about? Eh, rape, kind of. Yeah, yeah it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a bunch of uh, interstellar truckers and a giant penis monster <laughs> that, like, impregnates them. Mm-hmm. Do, do you find it funny that, like... The alien is like the penis monster, but the predator's mouth looks like a vagina. That's too funny. You know, I never, I never did that. I've thought of those things separately, but never together. Yeah, well, mm. there you go. 
Did you like the Alien vs. Predator series? Serieses? What, the movies? Yeah. yeah they're horrible. Real Even fuck with that? Even with Sanaa Lathan? With the uh, first one? Who then with the that? Antarctica? Who's that? Sanaa Lathan. The actress. Yeah. Oh, no. She's, she was the worst. What? Yeah, she was all like, I'll be friends with them. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think I mean, I'm just like the, more of a the fan way of, you do of that, how she be looking. I think know. the way that you do that is is Predators. Where Adrian Brody's oh, cutting deals yeah. I never know? saw Predators. Oh, Holy shit, I so forgot it existed. Predators is tight. Predators has Oleg Taktarov, who is one of the pioneers of... Well, he's one of the first Russian Sambo uh, oh, martial artists in the UFC. He was in one of the, the very few first UFCs, and he won one of the when they did a tournament series. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'd be in movies. He was in a movie with uh, Robert De Niro um, when they were doing... I forgot what the name of that shit was. Yeah. But he, he, he'd be in films. You've never seen... Oh, man. You Did you ever read the comics? Better. No, I never read the comics. The Dark Horse comics? Not that legit. The uh, That's what I read growing up, and mm-hmm. I was just so disappointed when I saw it. Yeah. It was well, like the, the chick who gets... Uh, <clears throat> who, like, gains the respect mm-hmm. is from a comic. Oh, really? she's, like, on a terraforming station, uh-huh. and she's, like, the last survivor, and she, like learns to live with the predators because she like kills a badass alien so they give her the mark just like in the movie but then she's like on the ship and basically getting bullied but like predator bullying is like life or death yeah and she's like man maybe I made a mistake yeah and, like ends up like betraying him in the end but, oh like, man you... not before not before becoming a badass you know yeah you definitely gotta see predators if this is the kind of thing you enjoy yeah um, Adrian Brody Adrian Brody getting his man <laughs> I uh, fucked with it. It was cool. Mm-hmm. That was a dope little twist on that shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, so uh, cinematographers are cool. Definitely. Children of Men. Children of Men. Prime Speaking example. Of uh, yeah, the movie's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? The episode six, True Detective, cinematography. I haven't seen True Detective. I think I'm just like a fan amazing. of like the, the single shot shit. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. I think I love Long that. Shots. That was insane. Yeah. Especially when you go through houses, outside houses, mm-hmm. and go and through a, lot, a ton of actions, a ton of sequences. And they only period. did six takes of it and yeah. did it in one day. That's wild. It's insane. It's really crazy. It's incredibly... I mean, you have, you have glasses, you have glass breaking, you have squibs going off. Yeah. You have... Everything has to time up. It's got to be some cleanup. Yeah. What do you mean by cleanup? In between each time you shoot, because then that dude's uh, stomach is exploding. Uh, you know, shit's going everywhere. You got to put the glass back in when they're inside and they're shooting outside. Mm. Okay. So what's so awesome about True Detective? I haven't seen it. What's well, funny because that answer changes whether you're watching through it or whether you were watching it as it was happening. So like, mm-hmm. what's funny about that? No, I like that. I yeah. mean, what's funny to me is just like Matthew, just like yeah, like so nihilist, like yeah, just like being kind of smug and mm-hmm. just being like, why are you even here if he's going to be the, the asshole of the crew? But he's like really a, a genuine dude and wants to like solve solve these mysteries and true detective. Yeah, exactly. And they got Woody, who seems like he just wants to coast through this motherfucker. He's like, yeah, that bitch is tied up like that with the shit on her head. Let, that's it. Up. Yeah, let, can we get the fuck out of here? Uh-huh. And there's that dynamic and that, those conflicts of, of interest in there and mm-hmm. how how um, how they how they want to solve this crime and, and just like 
how they, they twist that shit up through the course of the series and just how cool all the the bad guys are. One of the motherfuckers that got clipped off, spoiler, one of the dudes that just got uh, blown straight off by Woody's character was wearing, who was raping babies, first off. Oh, Jesus. That's at the tone. Who was I've like... I've never seen this. Oh, you've never seen that shit? Spoiler alert. <laughs> who was like sodomizing children. Oh, man. Um, he was, he'd be wearing uh, My Little Pony towels <laughs> as he was walking out the joint. It was just... It's, it's very cool. It's very weird in a, in a great way. Uh-huh. Um, if you like some drawn out sequences, if you just like really just weird shit about Louisiana without the cash money and Lil Wayne involved, it's, it's really interesting. It also has the best visualization of tripping Talk in, to him. In, mm. in any medium ever mm-hmm. especially like an acid flashback kind of thing like when there's a scene where because he's basically this undercover agent who's like on the murder squad now but he had like had to you know do all the drugs in the book uh-huh. has like flashbacks and stuff but the flashbacks sometimes give him insights into clues oh, cool. things like that mm-hmm. and, uh, and and like when you're first watching it and you don't like you know when you're watching it week to week like you don't know how that's gonna end. Like there was people who thought like Thulu was gonna be in the end. Like it was. It's very like, like Lovecraftian. Like Thulu. Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. Like it's very Lovecraftian. Cool. It's very. It's very uh, like. Ah, uh, it's it's very. Yeah, it's just like Lovecraft. And the, but the thing is like this is one the one scene where like he's driving down the road and all the lights start trailing and he starts kind of like going into a flashback and I'm like yep that's how it is yeah that's <laughs> very indicative if like on an acid trip or like if you're tripping off of shrooms and mm-hmm. you get like just things pulsing like if I were to do case in point if I'm looking at one of the editors or, or somebody on After Effects and mm-hmm. a lot of the things are color coded mm-hmm. and I would, they would ask me like a question about After Effects and I would just stare at the screen for probably like a like 30 seconds and ask them, why is your screen pulsing? <laughs> like, why are all your effects pulsing? Mm-hmm. And they would turn to me and say, what are you talking about? And then I would just like remember that I'm tripping, tripping face right now mm-hmm. and I just need to calm the fuck down and just answer the question yeah. appropriately. Mm. But yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's a indicative. Great shot. <laughs> yeah, so, so you think great having trip gives you a better insight into insanity? Is what? Do you think having trip gives you a better insight into insanity? Nah, I mean no. I don't know what it is to be insane. Yeah, even tripping. If you are insane, do you know what insane yeah. is, mm-hmm. or is that just normal? Because if you're schizophrenic, you create you create a narrative to like support your your crazy notions. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's like really in lieu of what the fuck you're really going through. Like, even when I'm tripping, I just I just see, like, things distorting, like perspective, depth of field. Like, if I'm high on acid, I'm at the urinal. The urinal seems like it's 40 feet below my feet, and I feel like I'm pissing down a hole, even though it's, like... And it's garbage. It's right there. Piss. Yeah. That's the only thing that really, like, trips me the fuck up. But I know I'm, I'm still here. I know where the fuck I'm at. Mm-hmm. It's just things distort. I just, there's just a distortion of yeah. things. Insanity... I wouldn't. I couldn't speak on that. I think it gives a better insight into like empathy, maybe, uh-huh. and then like understanding, uh, understanding 
what forces are actually like playing on you that you may not might not have seen before mm-hmm. because you were you know grew up with it being able to step outside of reality somewhat yeah. gives you a better perspective on what it is yeah exactly and it's not saying that like it's not saying reality's bunk because it's all we have we're just brains with mm. flesh suits but, for uh, now vessels but uh you know it's 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 nice to know that you can like uh you know push push it a little bit mm-hmm. and then uh the world's not going to come crumbling down if you do mhm Hmm, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's pretty now I'm a big I'm I'm a big fan of the idea that 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 we're a big hologram, like we're a big program. Yeah. So we're just on the Enterprise. No, well maybe that's the thing. Do you ever wonder? Um, do you ever wonder that the more uh, people get into quantum physics? the more, like, a computer program everything seems. If yeah, you're talking about, like, is, binary, if you're talking about, like, on or off. No, it's and that's true. And, and, and the thing is, like, we're getting closer to a point where it's, where it's not difficult to imagine that someone may be able to one day build a right. simulation of the universe. And if we ever do get to that point, we're probably, or there's a chance that we're already in one. Right. That sounds wild as fuck, at least to me, because mm-hmm. that sounds like a lot of work. It that does. sounds like a lot of coding. Sounds like a lot of designing. That's true, but a lot of that stuff. Lot of really but, but, is... but dude, but basically, we're just we're just the Sims on some like higher Prometheus, like little chicks computer, and they're like, ah. yeah. At that point, we, it's all algorithms. We can't just be things that just grew from some shit. But you can. But like, uh, you know, what in a computer didn't just grow from something? Yeah, but a, a, a computer is a development of what some organic shit made. That's true. Okay, well, think about it like this. Like, Talk to me. But like, maybe maybe the organic... Uh-huh. Okay, because the thing that freaks me out <clears throat> is like like metal brought sets and uh, shit like that. Because it's like infinitely into the geometry of the universe is the same geometry repeated forever. So it's like... Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, that's, and, that, and that's the thing oh, is a little big. Is look yeah. look at look at what we can do right now. We can make video games. Uh huh. You know, great video games. We can make really great video games, and we're getting seen? better at it all the time. You mm-hmm. know? So imagine what kind of video games we'll be able to make in a thousand years. I don't imagine that. I like what's in front of me right now. I like no, what's me no, me too. It's a good video game. A thousand but. years, we are a video game. Right, but what happens when your when your when your life runs out? Uh-huh. Your one life runs out, and you wake up in a chair, and you're like, "Oh, that was a fucking weird game. What's next?" I feel like that shit right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yo, okay. I feel like I'm oh, new vessel, new new shit. I forgot what I I forgot the last game. I'm just in this new shit. Mm-hmm. How come I don't? How come I'm, I feel like I'm making this similar mistakes, but I, I, I still feel like I'm excelling or, or, or doing some new shit? Mm-hmm. But uh, so far, it sounds like you're arguing that it is a video game. Maybe, but like that's just a term you're putting on it based well, on right. What you know what I mean? Simulation or yeah, but but still, like I think that I think saying simulation or video game is loaded. So because we, we exist yeah. now mm-hmm. and we know, like, oh, it's Nintendo and Mario's and the Goombas. Like it's a loaded term. Doom. Doom's amazing. We can talk about that. <laughs> we can talk about that in another episode because I know more about Doom than like most motherfuckers. What about Quake though? Quake's alright. 
I like Quake 2. I like Quake 3. I still play it. But what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. like, you know, you got, like, uh, you know, like, the Buddhism, mm-hmm. reincarnation. You got, like, like Haitian voodoo. You know, you live, you live eight times as a man, eight times as a woman mm. to, like, learn. It, it, this shit's been around forever, you know. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not, not anything new. It's just, now we have different terms. Here, I'll ask you this then. Sure. Why, why do people with, uh, back in the day, people with uh, mental disorders or things like schizophrenia where you would create narratives out mm-hmm. of nothing, used to see, they would see demons or they would see, they would see like shadow men or they would see shit like that. They would see things that, that had religious connotations. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, people see things like, they see like men in black or they see who they think are actors in the real world or have like the Truman Show thing happen to them. Uh-huh. It's because like you're applying you're applying what's in society to your own like your your mental facilities. That's that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna see a demon anymore unless you're like in a like a really religious family. You're gonna see like like aliens maybe. Yeah, maybe aliens. For ex- perfect example, mm-hmm. aliens. It's like the folklore changes. Mm-hmm. But the yeah. thing is like the, like the aliens have the same uh, quote unquote powers that the demons do who says these powers of something are like making you silent or making you paralyzed aren't just something that's been in the human brain when you have this disease mm-hmm. forever like that it's it's paralyzing you it's making you silent you have to come up with the narrative to come to come up with the reason so like oh okay power of a demon is to make you quiet power of a demon uh, power of an alien is you know to, to paralyze you make you quiet yeah. when maybe it's just it's like, you know, maybe it's just sleep paralysis and schizophrenic people mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's true or past traumas such as like being birthed, like coming back into your, into your conscious, or the bad guys, or the bad guys of your computer simulation. Oh my god! Or or that, <laughs> or the bad guys of your simulation. What? Foot Clan. Foot Clan. Yeah, nice. <laughs> what about you, Donnie? Who, uh, who is your antagonist? Antagonist? Um, Klingons. Romulans. Not Klingons. Remus. Klingons got some stuff figured out, I think. Foot Clan's good. I was gonna say that. Foot Clan. Mm, asshole. I don't know. I guess I've never really thought. I guess I don't. I don't feel antagonized. Nice. Yeah. Me. I as well. I feel antagonized. You kidding? Me? No. Yeah. Hey, why you feel antagonized? Feel, how come? Why, antagonized. why the? What's the? How come you put the? I, I think I know why you put the Foot Clan, but. <laughs> I love the Foot Clan, but I love the villains. Like I love the Decepticons. That's mm-hmm. a way yeah, cooler name. Way cooler, they have way cooler, cooler name than Autobots. They can fly. Yeah. They can turn into jets and shit. The Autobots is turning. They're way more bodies. attack oriented. The, their defensive. leader is a literal gun. Like he turns into a gun. <laughs> uh, a fucking German. Um, no, it's a it's a it's a Walter. No, what is it? So I almost I almost thought it as swap. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, you showed me. Yeah. And I almost. Bought you a goddamn Decepticon uh, lamp, yeah, right. <laughs> stained glass lamp off of eBay. Thank God, man! I bought a. De- I should have bought, bought that. I, I was on a bus. Transformers belt buckle one time, and when you flick it, the symbol would change over to the next one. But I just kept it on Decepticon. A native New York gang was also known as the Decepts, which mm-hmm. is an abbreviation. For the Decepticons. That's awesome. Did they, as part of that Warriors stuff we were talking about? Uh, a little after, it'd be like late eighties. Uh, late eighties, definitely. Um, there, another gang that would live in tandem with them would be called the Low Lives. They were the dudes that would just like really love like Polo Ralph Lo- Ralph Lauren, and they would go like into these 
and so these department stores and just like rack all like the really uh, signature pieces like rack we should uh, um, just like steal just like steal they go like 20 deep mm-hmm. and just like take all like the really cool stuff and it was like the very high highly graphic uh, pieces mm-hmm. that Ralph put out that was based around like the Olympics yeah. and it was just like like a lot of equestrian um, we uh, should talk equestrian about, we should talk about this another time because I worked for uh, Gangland nice. in Chicago, so I know a lot. That's of, like, like probably a little bit more stuff. harder, you know. Like maybe, but the, I think like a lot of like at least like what the decepts and, and and the low lights. It was all just like styling on folks. It right. wasn't like necessarily just like uh, this is my there. territory. Like this is well, well, I don't know. Like I, I did a lot of research into uh, when these the gangs when were more like social clubs like greasers and shit like stone mm-hmm. greasers mm-hmm. and when and when was, the like Latinos moved in like when like the folk like the like the folk nation and stuff moved in and like actually would actively try to get them hooked on drugs to uh, you know they were trying to sell it became a business it became America basically it became McDonald's like mm-hmm. gangs became McDonaldified that's how gangs are like now and now what's crazy too is that gangs nowadays it like it's not the way it used to be where you, you can you know now you can get like that California weed in, in and then you can you basically have franchises mm-hmm. and so it doesn't have the the, the like frater- fraternal bonds almost mm-hmm. that it used to have no, is it less dangerous huh is it is it because it's less dangerous it it, it actually statistically is less dangerous mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta find no, no, no I think it depends it no, depends on, it, the, on your area of course it depends of like, course okay, I'm talking New York and I'm talking there was a report that came out that was in New York Times that was talking about the how like basically the, the bottom falling out under gang activity in New York mm-hmm. but it like you know the same amount of drugs are still going through maybe even more but it's not the same as it used to be mm-hmm. but you know Chicago is obviously an exception with the south side because it wasn't even that bad when I was there yeah in Chicago, I think it's like there's a lot of less claiming, less signifying. It's like I'm not blood, I'm not crit. Mm-hmm. There's less of that. I'm, I'm not vice lord. I mean, it's just like area. Like I think it's like similar to like DC. Like DC was just like my dad's dad, and, and like we just like fought these motherfuckers just because they lived across the street. But there's like no real. Uh, uh, right. uh, definition of of why mm-hmm. they probably just punk each other on Instagram now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like weird shit like that. Like, so, nah. so actually, on that, do you think that just, like, sort of like the, the the sort of dissimulation of gangs has anything to do with our modern individualism that we're talking about? Dissimulation of gangs? I don't think so. I think it more like nobody's I think, flagging. I think it more has to do with uh, honestly. I think it more has to do with uh, like cheap weed coming out of California. Mm-hmm. That's there. What, what? Am I wrong? I don't think you're. I don't think you're wrong. Cause, cause I know expound. That, like, okay, I will expound. The because uh, a lot of, I mean, like, I'm by no means an expert on this. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, take this with a grain of uh, salt. But take this with a grain of weed. No, hear me out. Because when I was going to school in Ohio, Meigs County for a long time was basically one of the places that that. They called it Meg's Gold. They would grow weed in Meg's County. There wasn't many cops. I think maybe only two towns there have cops. That's where Skatopia is, mm. which is the biggest anarchist commune in the world. It's mm. 80 acres. Like, like that was the town that like kind of supplied the East Coast. Plus, like you know the Mexican like crap. But like that that was it. But like once you get once you start getting like Colorado or California, like 
it, it, it undermines the black market. Mm-hmm. And I would argue, and I'm like, oh, all right, okay, I'm not a professor or anything, but I would argue that for a long time it's been under, undermining the black market. And, like, <clears throat> it does change things. It, mm-hmm. changes, it changes the way you make money off of it, which changes the structure of what a gang is. I mean, I do have some fucking credence. I, I worked for a fucking gangland. I studied this stuff for, like... Yeah, you can speak on it. Yeah, okay. definitely. But, but, that, but that's, what I, that's what I see, like... Like, like happening. It's like the same way that like the fucking uh, the social clubs, like the the white the white gangs got pushed out by drugs. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing happening, but it's just like it's it's hilarious because it's like so capitalist. It's like it is capitalism. So like hard. Like it's like they don't. <clears throat> it's the the employees are like McDonald's employees now. Yeah, you can just you can just fucking. Oh, I don't need you, man. All right, next. Nice. So, I, do you, why does so this sort of like microcosm of capitalism? Is it because it, it, it sort of has to exist outside of uh, outside of the law, but it sort of naturally develops that way, anyways? Um, I don't know. What I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong. This is just my whole take on the thing. Sure, sure. But I think that to to pretend that. What we have in America, economy-wise, is a free market, is, uh, it's just, if you actually, you can say that, mm-hmm. and, this, and that's the game. You can say that because it allows you to do what you do, but if you say that and actually believe it, like, then you're like a naive asshole. Mm. It's not the free market. But the thing is, and then you would expect me to say, oh, well, the black market is the free market. No, it's not. Not at all. Because mm-hmm. it's affected by, it's affected by, like, the socioeconomic climate of what the real market is. Mm-hmm. Is the black market's like Frankenstein's monster of it. Mm. Are gangs sustainable? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, or, the, sort of the organization of crime. It depends on how it depends on how you define a gang because I would argue that gangs are incredibly sustainable because gangs run the world. So yeah, yes, everybody you just gang. don't call them a gang. Mm-hmm. It's all the same shit. I mean, it's humans. Like it's not like and then this is this is also where like the internet is like horrible. Right. Is like is like uh, all these like assholes who are like, you know, getting information for the first time, they're just like, oh man, like it's a conspiracy. Like, oh, the Illuminati, oh my god, there's, that's all, it's satanic. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're just like, they're just channeling their, their, what they know into what they're discovering, Mm -hmm. and then closing themselves off again. Mm -hmm. Because like, oh my god, like, it drives me up the wall, Mm -hmm. these people. I'm like, no, dude, like, everyone's just humans. Yeah. No one actually has any incredible insight Mm -hmm. that, that you can't gain on your own. It's just that when they say free market, they're actually meaning like a cronyism system that has been that they're playing in, and you're trying to talk like you're John Locke or some shit mm-hmm. like, when you never read him. You know what I mean? These people <laughs> always talk about the shit they never read. It. They maybe read the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It drives me it drives me bad shit. Bad shit insane. Well, that makes because Locke's not the perfect example. Locke's more about the state of nature. <laughs> like, but uh, more like uh, was it Milton Friedman? Was that his name? No, Glazer. No. <laughs> You know, I mean, you know what I mean. Milton Burrow. Mm. Famous Milton. Probably sound like a total idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so far, I think that's probably the smartest 
discussion we've had on this show. Oh, we're only in episode two. Wait till we talk about Godzilla after we saw it, then we'll have the smartest discussion. Next time we will get into the economics of Godzilla. Or the or the economics of of the summer blockbuster in the sense that all these fictional worlds are that the stakes are raised so high mm-hmm. that it's complete destruction or nothing. So you get like Man of Steel, nine eleven happening everywhere, mm-hmm. but the whole world is completely destroyed. And we we could have talked about that too. Is like the reason DC Comics suck is because everyone's a god and humans don't matter in DC Comics. But Sublime the is getting person very who active. beats everybody is a human. Yeah. It's Batman. Mm-hmm. But everyone's a fucking god, and there's there's no. There's no lip service played to the human condition in DC, and that's why, that's why Marvel didn't plan it. Mm-hmm. But just by fucking fate, Marvel created a formula that would be a blockbuster in like 2010 and on. Mm-hmm. Formula. They created a formula, didn't even realize it. There you go. All right. Well, okay. Two things. One, really fast. If you can give me like a one sentence answer, could a city ever realistically recover from a Godzilla attack? Yes, because because Godzilla is the atom bomb, and the original movie was you know the flash fire, mm-hmm. the ra- the lingering radiation, and the powerful destruction. So if there's a city called Hiroshima and Nagasaki still on the planet, then yeah, they could. And number two, you have something to, you have something to say, Zavon? I'm good. <laughs> yeah, sure I'm good right now. Save it for the next job. It's gonna be the same problems. I mean, you're gonna have like you know mutant genes. Shit like that, mm-hmm. like you know, a, a, a deep psychic chasm uh, for a country that makes you make really shitty media for the next fucking sixty years. Mm. Like where your answer to the atom bomb is a robot, so you just make robot movies and you make robots and you and basically you you take everything that's that's American and then you make it like you like oh well we're gonna do baseball but everyone pitches the same everyone bats the same everyone catches the same everyone throws the same it's the robot it's like the psychic robot mm. is the answer to being the only place that atom bombs were ever dropped on it's insane wow <laughs> next time robophobia robophobia there we go and and um DC Maybe we should finally get into this, Sablon. DC? Yeah, Would you like DC, man? Fuck yeah, man. You like DC? He loves Man of Steel as well. Yeah, you talking to a Pacific motherfucking islander. Ain't nothing better than Aquaman. Oh, okay. You like, uh... I like all the orcas. Wonder Woman? Yeah! Invisible Jet? Yes! Invisible Jet! Young and is you kidding me? You have the fucking... Crazy part of the invisible lasso and invincible you bracelets. Know, you, know mo- you know how boss is you know that what shit? the most in the invisible jet? Come on, is the invisible jet. fuel you got to get with it? So you don't. You don't. Invisible jet don't need invisible fuel. The why goddamn does, thing is. Why does a Greek? Like, you don't Amazonian need BP. Need a Chevron. Okay, because the bitch can't hey, technically fly, name, so um, she needs some type of energy. Name one. So she just calls. Name the one jet. villain that's not a Batman villain. Or a Superman villain that you like in the DC universe. Yeah, and on the next episode, <laughs> I like that. We, I like that we have a theme of people being mean to Sablon about him liking yeah. DC comics. That's tight. I like that. I love that. Shit. No, I support it because because yeah. obviously, anyway, that's great. Hold on, it's tight though. Name a villain in Marvel comics who's not a Spider-Man or X-Men villain. 
Fury. Oh, well, like, I like that you call him. He's human. Who Nick Fury? Yeah. I like that you call him a villain because yeah. he fucking is that asshole. He is a that's Fury. A, a, and, and, and you know what we'll talk about next time? Sam Jackson. We'll talk about how all the all the all the DC and Marvel comic movies that have happened in this generation are all allegories for 9-11 and fascism and creeping yeah. fascism in the United States. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we talk about Christopher Nolan's Batman series, how it jumped the shark on the last one. Yeah. You got an army of police officers beating up people, and, that, and those are the heroes? Yeah. yeah. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. You know, they must have clean-pressed their outfits down in the sewers for those three months. Oh, they were looking yes. spooky when they got out. <laughs> shining shields. Yes, as we know, DC's incredibly effective Batman movies have the cops in the sewers for three months with uh-huh. no food or water. Yeah. Still have enough energy to come out. You're not even going to talk about the new gods? You like knuckles to the teeth. You like Jack Kirby? You're not even going to talk about the new gods? You won't, you won't mention any of that? I'm just going to mention Jack Kirby is on display at the Maxi Museum in Rome, Italy. Excellent. Uh, where can where can people find you on the internet, Sublime? Uh, you can't find me at all. You can find me uptown, uh, south of Spanish Harlem, north of Upper East Side. Send your tweets to Spanish Harlem. What about you, Andy? Uh, do we want to go here? I don't know. Just <laughs> hey, you can find Andy on his Twitter, porch. Twitter, shop, right? Instagram, Dick Stackus. Yeah. D-I-C-K-S-T-A-T-K-U-S Dick Stackus And I'm Don Find me And I'm Don Shot First Everywhere This has been Onslaught Podslot Podslot And uh, And we'll see you next time For 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 Godzilla Economics Thank you <laughs>